Hey guys, welcome to Minefields. This is Joshua Michael. I got a good buddy with me, Mr. Mr. Sergeant Slick. How you doing over there in La La Land? Hey, what's going on, brother? Um, just healing up like uh, usual. You know how it goes. You know, got a little bit of, got a little surgery had a couple of weeks ago. And like I said, I'm just trying to get back to what I'm doing. Hopefully be better about, be better about it. Uh, before we dive in, though, want to send a special shout out to my boy Damon Ace. He just had surgery today. Uh, kind of similar, uh, similar issue. Uh, Noah his leg, but uh, a weapon. Hey man, get better. You know, come back deadlier as you work. Can't wait to see you in the ring again, my friend. Yeah, he's the weapon, man. I love that guy. He's uh, one of the first guys I had on the show. Actually, uh, real class act. Uh, invited me over to his home. Uh, one of the one of those people that take you seriously when they they see the passion and um, Proudy's a, a, a Minefields alumni. I, I think they pulled like eleven pieces of bone and cartilage out of his knee. God damn! Yeah, so it was a lot. It was it was I, I, almost because I, like I said, I had a knee issue, but then when I found out what he, he had, I was like, Jesus, should I even uh, complain about what I got? Because yeah, like I, I was like, that was ridiculous. But yeah, knees are definitely something you shouldn't play around with. So like I said, I hope. He has a speedy recovery, you know, get back into the gym, uh, kick more ass than ever. Yeah, uh, agreed, man. And just uh, I've, I've had knee surgery before. Just I'm sure you probably heard it already. Damon, uh, just don't don't let that knee at uh, let your leg atrophy, man, because that, that happened to me. I didn't use it for two weeks because it hurt so damn much. And uh, I had uh, it extended my, my uh, physical therapy by like two months because I couldn't – I just physically couldn't move my leg until they electrocuted it forever. <laughs> Nice, God, nice. The, the physical therapists are sadists, man. That's all yes, I gotta say. Yes, they are. That's all I gotta say. Right. But Damon, uh, speedy recovery. Uh, bless you, man, and uh, all the best. But uh, let's let's move on. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, most elimination chamber. Did you even bother to watch it? Not really, due to the fact that. I, I actually uh, made a prediction about myself, um, about myself, and I was right. I was 100% right. Now, I know it's, it's uh, probably the day before the go-home pay-per-view of uh, WrestleMania, or it's the show before uh, WrestleMania, but it's, it's pretty predictable. Every Everything that I thought about was going to win, won. I, I mean, but the one thing I will say, and uh, from what I've been reading on the dirt sheets, People, uh, so Shayna Baszler, I don't know if you heard about her Elimination Chamber match. Yeah, she is not just the only woman, but the only person in history to eliminate all all the competitors. So she's made all five of the other ladies in the Elimination Chamber tap out. Yeah. All five of them. I don't think that's ever been done. I saw that. Or, I did watch that part yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, and some people and uh, a lot of the fans are not happy about that, you know. But you know, if you want to make, you know, you got to build a monster up. And I mean, let's let's just be honest with you, Becky Lynch for the last couple of months, if not the year since last WrestleMania, she's been, you know, she's she's kind of had the Stone Cold push, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, I'm kind of uh, tired of that. It's that. better to take her down than to, to get Basil. So I I agree. I understand why she did. Especially knowing how, especially knowing how much of a beast she was in MMA and what mm-hmm. she can do, and getting to watch that—that that was pretty extraordinary. I did enjoy that part. Uh, right. The was it uh, was it last year? Braun Strowman, or was it the year before? Braun Strowman almost took everyone out. That was a that was the last time I really enjoyed. That I elimination see, and that's chamber. the thing that sucked about Braun Strowman because Braun Strowman is a legitimate beast, and I actually thought that. 
Because uh, let me go into this, okay? There's only a handful of people that I can legitimately buy into beating Brock Lesnar, okay? Bobby Lashley is one of them. Oh, you yeah. already know where that, you already know how that ended up. I don't even want to talk about it. Yep. And then Braun Strowman was the other one. Uh, the Big Show is another one. And what are those three guys having? Hey, hell, even Samoa Joe, if in a good day and a good booking, could be set up to dethrone the beast. And we see how that would how that got treated. I mean, Braun Strowman was a money in the bank winner. He got made out as a joke. The, the the big show got, you know, heel face, heel face, heel face so many times that you lost count. And, you know, Samoa Joe, well, if he wasn't injured, you, I mean, you, you, you see where I'm going with this. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so, and yeah, that's the one thing that I was wrong about. I was wrong about the Braun Strowman match. I did not think that. I mean, first off, congratulations to Sami Zayn winning his first singles title when he got called up to the main roster. Uh, man, I I love Sami Zayn, but I still really miss El Generico, man. True. I mean, I think El Generico, if, if there was ever a match between El Generico and Sami Zayn, which, yes, I know they're the same person, <laughs> but I would think, so, I think El Generico would win, but he's taking care of uh, Orphanage down in Tijuana, so where last I heard. So. <laughs> Or uh, like one of my favorite old school memes was uh, Triple H whispering to uh, to Kevin Owens that uh, Chris Jericho had something to do with the death of El Generico, and it was just the funniest damn right. thing. Yeah, I'm I'm just I I, I feel I want to say that I'm I've become ignorant when it comes to WB now because I haven't watched it in so long, and when I do watch it, it's really hard for me to enjoy because I I feel I feel like I'm I'm depriving myself of this. I really need to just try it again. Cause, but at last time I watched the rumble, uh, you know, like we were, you know, it was, it was hard to pay attention to that. Even, right. even the actual rumble. And I'm not just like sour. Cause there wasn't a bunch of surprise returns. I mean, we all popped when edge showed up, but I definitely, right. I definitely want to, you know, date myself or be some sort of dinosaur, like refusing to watch it. But at the same time though, I've got that. It, it, it feels to me like if I was going to watch WWE again, uh, like religiously, it would be like going back to an ex-girlfriend that constantly burned me. And no, I understand that. I understand that. It's a good analogy, by the way. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, she's always talking down to you, making you feel stupid, picking better people over you. I mean, like, like all of the above, uh, especially right. when I'm getting, you know, wind and dined by AEW. I'm getting wind and dined uh, by my side bitch, Impact. Uh, and uh, to a lesser extent, when no one's looking, the fat chick of uh, that's uh, Ring of Honor. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, and by the way, no, no disrespect to bat, but, uh, plus size women, because oh, like I said, I love absolutely. All women, so we're gonna throw that, throw that out there. <laughs> but the thing about it is, and I'm gonna just go ahead and put this out there right now, is that WWE, in my personal opinion, this is Slick's opinion, WWE can't afford to be lazy because when they were the only ones out there yeah you again like i said before when you're the only one in the industry you in effect become the industry but now you got to understand you have so many you have so many options out there you got aew which let's be honest i'm not saying that they put on a better show every week but they don't have two bad shows back to back 
You know, they, they make it consistently. And we're going to get into AEW in a minute. But like you said, you got Impact. You got Ring of Honor. You got NWA Power. Hell, you got some of the indies if you want to if you wanna be technical. Oh, so yeah. you, don't, you don't have to just look at, you know, just being in, uh, WWE to have your fix. But there's another thing I want to address, too. And I actually wanted to bring this up, and I'm kind of glad that you brought this up, is that, you know, a lot of WWE signs a lot of people, but they don't sign them for the fact of sheer talent alone. They assign them to keep them from other companies. Agreed. I know, and I know you're like, wow, you just now figured that out. Because, like, for example, with the Matt Hardy thing, they wanted to keep him, but... It wasn't money for him. He he's set for life, literally. He's I set. don't. He he's, does not need money. He's completely like set the for life. And for example, uh, the revival—they're about to leave. They're trying to trademark their names. They're trying to trademark their the, their original name, the mechanics. They're trying to trademark no flips, just fists, because they know they're about to to to, to leave. And if you notice, WWE ain't got them on TV no more. Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And, yes. So they're about, they're about to leave. And the thing about it is, is that, yeah, WWE, well, in terms of money, yeah, they, they got money. they just like, okay, tell me when to stop adding zeros. And some wrestlers like that. Yep. And some people, they love the sport. Like, for example, Apollo Crews just came back last, uh, last SmackDown. When was the last time you saw him? It's been a long time since I've seen Apollo Crews. Exactly. And I just saw, I literally just saw... Uh, I literally just saw Zach uh, Zach Ryder tonight. Damn! On, I, I yeah, haven't I seen Zach Ryder in forever. I, I see him more on like hear him talking about toys and shit than actually on TV. He was on. He was in a match against. He was in a get match against uh, Lashley, and Lashley just destroyed him. I literally watched about 15, 20 minutes of of Raw, and then I stopped. Not knocking the product. Cool. But at the same time, it's it's close to it's close to WrestleMania, and you know how it goes. They're just gonna do recaps, repeats, everything. So yeah. Well, which is it's which is okay in 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 a, in a fashion, especially because no one's been really hurt before Mania right now. Which and I feel like right. I gotta knock on some wood right now for that because I don't want people to get hurt. But you know, like right around WrestleMania time, someone gets hurt that's like in a big in a big event and. A big match, and it you know it shits on a year worth of storyline that was supposed to be oh, yeah. something big. So you know, God forbid, whatever DD that you love, pray to whatever it is it is, and that n- none of the wrestlers get hurt uh, before WrestleMania weekend or at all in general. But I'm just saying, you know, this is a big shot. I don't want anyone's push to get blown, um, any of that, because you know they you know we're getting a little uh, too lackadaisical in a dark match right. or something like that, you know. It's funny that you mentioned that because if I remember correctly, around this time last year, before WrestleMania, it was either Becky Lynch or Charlotte, one of those two, that got injured at a dark in a house show prior it's to always, WrestleMania. It's always I, it's always I, at I a house show. If, go ahead. It's always at a house show. Okay. It's always at a house okay. show. Mm-hmm. And and I think it was I think it was either the John Moxley podcast or something that I was I was listening to, but he said, and I agree with him. It doesn't make sense to have a house show one or two weeks before the biggest show of the year, your Super Bowl of the year, 
and then somebody gets hurt. Yeah. And over a year, year plus of building, a year, year plus of storytelling, just for someone to get messed up. Agreed. Then and, what? And for what? Like five, six hundred people to show up in like some small town in, in Ohio that you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 not worth it. It's it's worth the health of the of the of the wrestlers. And and I'm not dissing on the small town in Ohio. I'm just saying um, that just don't do it. Right, right yeah, before no, right agree. before Mania, any other time, any other place, a, a barn in Kansas, fine, <laughs> <laughs> fine. I don't want yeah, I, I don't want anyone in Ohio thinking that I'm I, I'm dissing on them because I know a lot of awesome people from Ohio. Um, right. uh, one of the things that I really uh, like that you uh, brought up uh, before we were t- uh, sort of recording was the discontent that is brewing fiercely within the one and only Ricochet, Prince Puma. Again, I, and like I said, that pissed me off because when Lucha Underground was uh, around, rest in peace, Lucha Underground, I miss you. Me too. But uh, when, when they were around, the people that I was fans of the most, uh, Ricochet... Uh, Pentagon Jr., uh, Brian Cage, Drago, uh, Drago, yeah, Vampiro, Vampiro. Well, Vampiro, uh, I'm not gonna say I was. I mean, like I said, I got nothing against him. I mean, he was great, but and what was? Oh, Willie Mack, the Mack. Love the Mack. Love the Mack. But other than that, I, I love that. And then when he and when he. Got over to WWE. Oh, yeah, he was killing it in uh, NXT. But just like everybody in NXT and they go up to the main roster, the the people that get called out, they feel that it's a demotion. Because, yep. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to go into my rant. So, you Tell know me. what? It's gonna I'm going to piss some people off. Tell but me. I'm ready. It That's is what, what it I'm is. Stick a dynamo. You can, go for it. You can, you can see the difference between people in NXT and people... And when they get caught up to the main roster, the only people from NXT that got caught up who are highly successful, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Kevin Owens. That's the old, huh? Kevin Owens. Um, Kevin Owens. Yeah, that's right. Because he he did have a world title reign under his belt. Yeah, absolutely right. Oh, I'm sorry, Sasha Banks and Bailey. And those uh, are the five. Well, hold on. I got to add to that. Uh, also, we're we're talking uh, Braun Strowman. We're also talking about um, who else? I'm just I'm spacing on it at the moment right now. Uh, yeah, I know. And, and Bray Wyatt, Big, uh, Big yeah, E. Bray. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a little pissed off at Bray Wyatt because this is the first. This is the second time that Bray built himself up, and 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 they, and they literally WWE shat on him. Yep, I mean, they the did it the first time when he lost his, to Cena, which, don't, don't disrespect to Cena, but in that WrestleMania loss, who needed that win? Cena or, or Bray? Agreed. Bray. Bray. And who won? Cena. Cena. And now some Saudi prince called the shots, dangled a shitload of money in front of the old man, and said, sure, we'll get Goldberg out of retirement, because people actually think he's a wrestler. Uh, I know there's some good nostalgia there. They bring him out, and it's it's but like we were talking about it uh, on the interview that's going to precede this about how angry everyone is that they did that to the fiend. Uh, exactly. Does it is anyone going to buy that anymore? That they, they effectively, you're right, shot on the entire thing. I'm sure it's still good, but it it seriously just 
through a, a, a spike through the or, or a brick through the window of the suspension of disbelief of of what the the gravitas of of, uh, of mayhem and uh, evil destruction back and forth good and evil light and dark that the fiend had really crafted and great it was awesome and then it's over and then it, it it makes me think about that time when the last time I got pissed off when Goldberg showed up and this was I, I took it personal and I know a lot of people took the fiend personal when they took it off of Kevin Owens because and and I, I saw it. I knew what was going to happen beforehand, but I especially knew right at the beginning when Kevin Owens rolled out of the ring and stomped around the ring, pissed off for a solid minute and a half before. (laughs) I sincerely doubt that was him, though. Can you blame him? No, that was his. Fuck you. I'm pissed. This is my little bit of like you need to know. I'm I'm taking control here. I'm still losing, but I'm showing everyone I'm fucking mad. (laughs) And this is and this is the problem with WWE. They talk about they want new stars, you want new stars, you want new stars, but yet you fall back to the to the older stars. Like, for example, no disrespect to Taker. I've been I've been a Taker fan since God knows how long. But the dude is now 53 or 52. Or he's over his 50s. I don't know how old he is. I'm looking okay? at He's older than me. Okay, we'll we'll put it like that. All I, right. I'm looking at okay. he's 54 years old. 54, okay? So he should, he should be getting an uh, AARP discount by now, okay? <laughs> but the thing about it is, is this. Goldberg is in his 50s. Uh, Sting is in his 50s. And they're 50. He's about to reach 50. Lesnar is in his, what? Lesnar's what? In his upper 40s, mid 40s? I mean, great. He's 42. Still go. He's 42. 42. Okay. But well, the fact that I'm trying to make is, is that you got all these people on your roster. You guys, the WWE, and I'm not saying this is an anti-WWE rant, because it isn't. But I'm just making facts, facts. You rape and pillage all these promotions. You go to, uh, you go to, to Impact. You go to uh, New Japan. You go to uh, Ring of Honor. You go to smaller promotions, and what do you do? You sign them to multi. You sign them to multi-year deals, and you don't use them. Just like Ricochet, the first year that he was on the main roster, he was straight. He had a dream match with AJ Styles, and now he's jobbing out to Riddick Moss. Yep, and he's. Who the fuck is Riddick Moss? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how everyone should 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 react and he's he's already he's being vocal about how he'd really like to go back to a, to NXT and I'm really glad that you, you brought up that metaphor they're rape they they were raping and pillaging uh all of the the indies everything they everything they could and then now that the AEW shows up and they're trying to make sure other people don't go there regardless of how much exactly. they have to pay attention they signed these guys to five year deals. But okay. But, but there's they're doing something even worse now. They're 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 cannibalizing their own product because now they're doing they're ruining NXT. NXT is still exceptional. It's amazing. It absolutely can compete with with AEW, and it's it's a great Wednesday night war. But that now they're they're bringing people back from the main roster to NXT. Charlotte being in NXT, give me a fucking break. Like, let, leave them alone. You've got your own damn product. You're in the main goddamn roster. You've got Finn Balor going back there, which I'm sure he's happy as hell to even do anything there because it's his hometown. Uh, well, yeah. he's, you know, his old stomping grounds. And they yeah. weren't doing shit with him. I mean, hell, they buried him after he got hurt 
uh, against his the the first Universal Title match with Seth Rollins, and it wasn't even his which goddamn fault. Even, which they don't even acknowledge. Yeah, they, they don't even acknowledge him on that. No. And the thing and the thing about it is, and they're saying like, oh well, the reason why we're sending uh, brand, uh, people from the SmackDown and Raw brand is because now NXT is their own brand. Yeah, they're they're they are not that is not a develop it's not a developmental anymore. It is a it is an equivalent with Raw and SmackDown. I agree. Which, if you want my personal opinion, I, I think they were always superior to small, Raw and SmackDown. Now, now here's the thing: if you're like me, you like you, you love indie, you like indie shows mm-hmm. where you know, like for example, Ring of Honor. The reason why I was a big Ring of Honor fan was because. The talent was primary, storyline was secondary. Good point. Now, I'm not saying there, there was no app. There was an absence of storyline because take away storyline and wrestling, you basically got UFC. Yeah, but you're talking but about you're you're talking about in ring psychology, building a story in the ring, not just exactly. outside of the ring. Exactly. But now you got. I mean, like for example, uh, perfect example. You got guys that are being pushed. That should not be pushed or should not even be on the main roster. But back to what I was saying is, is that the reason why I kind of detest WWE right now is because you got all these people and you yeah, you don't want to use them. You want to actually keep them from being used from somewhere else. Like, for example, I got all respect in the world for Triple H, but... Triple, I saw an article a couple of weeks ago where Triple H wanted to sign Okada. Right. He's dying for and, it. He's chomping at the and, bit for that. And I said to myself, okay, if Okada was smart, look at how they treated Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, Shinsuke yeah. Was, oh, yeah. Shinsuke is the, the Michael Jackson equivalent of he's, he was the Japanese wrestling equivalent of Michael Jackson yeah hell he said he, perm, he uh pounded his persona off of Michael Jackson down to the jacket NXT <laughs> NXT he, he fucking killed it in NXT then what does he do when he gets to he gets to uh WWE now granted he had a dream match with uh with AJ Styles to replicate the magic that they did over in New Japan. And turn it to a cock-punching contest. Oh, that was bullshit. <laughs> and why did it end it? Uh, yeah, low blow. And then the rematch. What was it? A low blow. And I was like, so this is this is how y'all going to do it. You got two money, tier, top-tier talent. And this, is how, and this is what you do. This is what you do. Tell me. I'm serious. If they did, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. If WWE did what WCW did back in the day, where they said if anybody wants out of their contract right now, you can leave and I'll really I'll release you from your contract. No questions asked. And Raven left there. Remember when Raven left and he went back to ECW? If Vince did that shit right now, a lot of people would leave leave his company. No question. I'm really curious who's gonna be the first other than John Moxley, big name to really leave, uh, to just be like, where I'm out, and I don't care if I'm going to get signed to AEW. I'm kind of hoping it's Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins ain't going to leave. They they they've invested too much in Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is 
the face of the company. You think so? I mean, if you, if you, if I, I think so. I swear. I, 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 let me explain why. If you can name five full-time active roster, active personnel on the roster, male roster, on the t- on the roster right now, the top five, who would they be? AJ Styles. Uh, AJ Styles. We've got Bray Wyatt, who I don't care what Jiggle. anyone says is a face. Uh, we've got um, Jesus. I'm spacing. You're asking me. Uh, I would want Bobby Lashley to do something really good, I'd, I'd... but they won't because they waste. Them. Yeah, good point. So, okay. So here's who, uh, who I got, and this is and this is how spaced out I am. Because, like for example, I don't know who the IC champion is right now. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was uh, uh, Sammy. What did Sammy okay. win? So who's the U.S. champion in? Because I don't know who that is. Oh, shit. No, that was the U.S. champion. You're right. Yeah. yeah well, the, I don't the, know who the IC champion is right no, now. I don't. I don't, I don't, care I don't know. The only titles that I know of right now are, number one, I know who the ta- Raw Tag Team Champions are. Uh, Street Profits. Yep. I know who the SmackDown Champions are. Uh, Ms. Orison, John, uh The Miz and John Morrison. Yep. I know who the uh, Raw female champion is, uh, Be- Becky Lynch. Ooh. I know who. Wait, who is? Oh yeah, Bailey is the female uh, female SmackDown champion. I uh, don't know, and and I I don't even know. I don't know who the the cruiserweight champion is, but he's on he's on NXT. But but what I'm saying is is that you got so much people on the roster. And you're doing, you ain't doing shit with them. And I'm the type of person where if I don't have any use for you, let you go. Flourish. Why? I mean, put your talent. Like, like for example, Drew McIntyre, him being fired back in the day yep. was the best thing for You're You're absolutely correct. I heard that. I, I remember him talking about that on a podcast because he was just a – he was – talking about how he was just a fucking asshole and could not conduct himself correctly in the in the in the locker room goes to impact learns from the best comes back to goes, nxt goes to the indies yep does his thing there gets gets cut up you know gets in shape on his craft goes to nxt go i think it was what yeah he, he had his uh first first title shot the very next the very next pay-per-view that he was there against andrade and he wins only to drop it to um, Adam Cole, right? And then he goes straight, straight to the main roster, and they start cultivating him uh, with Dolph Ziggler. And I, I that that did make sense to me because Ziggler, uh, Ziggler's a good worker, yeah, whether I like him or not. Uh, but one of the great things about him is that he's good on the mic, and I think they paired him with him. Just okay, you're great in the in ring. Now this guy's going to show you how to talk. And we're gonna let you go, and you know, just run, you know, not go, go, but I mean, like, you know, take them off his leash, and they've done a good job of them. I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy with that sort of thing. But uh, let's uh, wrap it up for the uh, for WWE. Uh, I haven't caught up on NXT this week, but I did watch Impact. Uh, it kind of Impact kind of lost my attention uh, for a little bit. Like, I, 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 dude, I don't know how long Joy Ryan can keep doing this dick flip, man. Like, it's 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 done for me. I'm bored. Uh, okay. I'm bored of this. So, I need to apologize in advance because I did watch an hour of Impact, and I kind of had to. 
I had to tune out. Dude, I was, I'm sorry. I, no, I, I, I did the same thing. Chance. I did the same thing. I, I after that Joey Ryan thing, I like I honestly like fell asleep, like because I was watching it like just kind of half heartedly because it wasn't really catching my attention. And I woke yeah. up just in time for Taya versus um, uh, uh, God. Um, I didn't. I didn't even make it that far because I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I have my own personal um, opinions about Tessa Blanchard being yeah. the world champion Ooh. in TNA. No, no, tell me about that because we even talked about that. Uh, yeah, we didn't. Okay, we so, even talked about that. Okay, so I'm kind of fifty-fifty on it because you weren't yes, there. I, I, because I'm I'm fifty-fifty because I, there's a positives and there's there's negatives to it. Yeah. Okay, because the positive is Tessa Blanchard, damn good work, damn good talent, you know. And I'm I'm a huge fan of Sammy Callahan. I've been I've been a huge fan of Sammy Callahan when he first came out in CZW. CZW. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I remember I remember he was something special because he was a heel and it was on the Chris Cash Memorial Show. And the first thing he said when he won the, the memorial back to Chris Cash Memorial Battle Royal, he said something along the lines of, you guys are thinking this as a memorial show. I'm thinking of this as my coming out party. I don't give a damn about Chris Cash. Nice. And I was like, damn, that's uh, that's some heel shit. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a little bit uh, brutal to say the least, you know? Yeah. But uh, I understand why he did it to garner heel heat, and I was also great when that, that was. I mean, if for fans that don't know, that was actually the coming out of a certain uh, a future AEW champion, yep. known as John Moxley, yep. and who was were... known as the Jet Switchblade Conspiracy. Don't know it. Their go tag team was look that shit up. It's hard to find now. There's only like a couple of videos, but yeah, their promos were great. Uh, okay, of course. and and then when uh, Sammy came out as Jeremiah Crone in, in Lucha, I popped, man. I was so excited yeah. about that. But uh, back back to um, Tessa, back to Impact, back to Tessa and uh, Impact World Champion. You gotta think of all the people who were previously TNA Impact World Champions. You got likes of AJ Styles. You got Sting. You got Mr. Kennedy. You got uh, J- Jeff Hardy. Uh, you know, you got all them. Now, a part of me is saying, hey, I know why they did it. They did it to garner buzz. They did it to get they did it to get people talking. And just like Eric Bischoff says, controversy creates cash. Agreed. And if people are – and sometimes all publicity, bad and uh, – good and bad ain't always – as not always negative because people are talking about you. But at the same time, when you got a female being a world champion, which is a title that is dominate, that's usually garnered for males, then, I mean, then how would it look if a male won the, T, the TNA knockouts champion? Yeah, that I, I, I see your point there. It, it's getting – like it's happened in the indies because I know that the bearded lady right now is uh, uh-huh. a women's champion right now. And I'd, I'd right. really like to talk to the girls that are involved, directly involved with that belt just to get uh-huh. like if they're cool with that sort of thing because the bearded lady isn't – he's not like it, – it's not one of those things where he's like trans. I mean that's just, it's a gimmick. 
And yeah. it's a gimmick as opposed to what we're talking about with Nyla Rose. We have that sort of thing going on, which we're fine with. I mean, we've I talked no about issue with that. We, we, whatsoever. We've, we've we've talked about that before. It's fine. We we have. I I honestly feel that we like. I saw a post today where someone was on on a comic book forum uh, posted something uh, kind of ignorant sounding, and someone was like, "Oh, we got a bigot in the house," and I was like, I wanted to reply like, I don't know if he's a bigot or just too stupid to express his his. Um, Opinion without sounding like a dumbass or 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 a bigot or that sort of thing. Um, I thought you were gonna, and, and I really didn't have a problem with Tessa Blanchard um, because I've always liked her in ring work. Um, uh-huh. I, I liked watching her on uh, Women Wrestling, uh, uh, Shimmer, and it, it, all of that stuff was great. Right. But but I thought you were gonna bring up uh, the, the controversy that happened the day before she won the belt. Oh, the N word. Yeah. Okay, so I got a little. I got a little bit of. So, as you may or may not know, I don't condone the N word. I'm black. I don't even say the N word because I think it's just it's just downright it's, offensive. It's probably the most it needs to go. Vile, yeah, it's it's the most vile offensive terms you can use in the English language. It needs to go. But but I kind of find it a little bit convenient. Convenient <laughs> yeah. that it was released the day before yep. it got before the show because I'm gonna be honest with you, Ray Charles could have saw that Tessa was winning this draft. Oh yeah, you, anybody, everybody knew that because because her and Callahan was feuding for upwards of up to a year. Yeah, it's it's been they, and, and you know Sammy can play ball. And from everything exactly. we've ever seen, like he's a great heel, but he, but even though I don't really feel he's ever really broken kayfabe, the fact of what he's gone up and down, up and down tells me he can play ball. They would have had no problem putting this woman over, right? But it and, was, and don't, and don't get it, don't get it twisted. Oh, Sammy beat the piss. Oh out yeah, of he 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 be he be Tessa like he was fighting Eddie Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he beat the he beat the ever love. He beat the brakes off of Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, so did. I don't want to hear that. Oh well, he took it easy on Tessa. No, and like, oh, he didn't because he he fought her like she was a dude. Dude, okay? Sa- Sammy would never put the brakes on anyone in general. That's just not how he does. I mean, he power draw he power driven uh, Brian Cage's wife, real yep. life wife. Okay. But it is what it is. Ooh, Maria but again, Santos. like I said, the lucky I, do I, I, I'm happy for her that she's she's the figurehead of the company. But now I, it's just kind of like now I think Impact has kind of backed themselves in the corner because where does it end? Right. Where does the differentiality end? So like if Tessa could challenge for the t- the Impact Heavyweight Championship, who's to say that like say Joey Ryan goes after who, who's the uh, Knockouts champion out of Jordan Grace? Uh, knockouts champion, uh, uh, God, I'm spacing. Jordan Grace has a different belt. Um, okay, okay, I'm sorry about that. But yeah, but you see where I'm going. Where, where's the differentiality? Where, where's the differentiality? I mean, I, and, and if anybody brings up China, I'm going to be like, look, China is a one of a kind, okay? 
Ain't no one. I mean, is there's there's not been anyone like her. And plus, she's a standard bearer for the attitude era. Yeah. She fought dudes. She fought women. She's a female champion, and she's the only female intercontinental champion. You're right, there Jordan. Is. Jordan, sorry to interrupt. You're right. Jordan Grace is the current knockouts champion. Okay. Now, say for example, uh, Joy Ryan challenged Jordan Grace for the uh, women's the knockouts championship. And then he won. Yeah. Then what? Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, I where, guess. Where does, it, where does it stop? I, I guess I could. I mean, I think you kind of picked a, a bad example of Joey Ryan because Joey Ryan's known for intergender intergender matches. So I could kind of see that. But I'm, I mean, like, even if you just put someone like arbitrary, like someone I really like, like Ace Austin right now, who's the Impact X Division champ right now. Right. If, if, if right. we'd have picked him, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, sorry, I just had to interject there with just the. the no, 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 that's fine. No, no, thank you. Like I said, if I'm wrong, please correct me. Yeah, I have me no too. issue with that. Me too, me too, brother. Me too. All right, so right. Uh, I kind of. It wasn't, it wasn't the best match uh, between uh, Taya and uh, Tessa, but it certainly wasn't the worst match. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, though, I rarely ever watch an episode of Impact that bo- that in any way bothers me. I mean, the the second you tell me that the North is going to be on, I'm in. Ethan Page and Joss Alexander. Okay, are the shit. So I I uh, I did check out the North. You did oh. tell me, hey, when you check out Impact, check out the North. Yeah, I did check out the North. I like the North. Yep. I like what they're doing. Uh, you you actually you got me on to them. So now I got if I'm going to watch more of TNA. I am gonna watch. Uh, I'm gonna watch the North. Now, there's one thing I am gonna say, and it's gonna piss some people off. Dumb. I don't care. Piss some. I, I, I like nostalgia, just like the next person. But I don't know if you've ever heard. Uh, okay, back a couple of years ago, TNA was going to pick up Paul Heyman. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. Paul, okay, so Paul Heyman said. If I ever, and if I'm wrong, I act like I said, I wish I knew what interview was on or what article I read this on. But he basically said that if I, if you sign, if you give me control in uh, TMA, you're not going to like what I'm going to do. And he's like, oh, so what are you going to do? Okay, basically, if they were in ECW or if they were in WWE or if they are in WCW, when I ran ECW, I'm going to get rid of them outright. Nice. Yeah, so so there was. I mean, if other than a one-off nostalgia act, they were not going to be on the roster. So there was not going to be any Hogan. There wasn't going to be any Hall. There wasn't going to be any Nash. There wasn't going to be any Sting. RVD wasn't going to be on on there. Basically, nobody was going to be on there if they were relevant when he ran ECW. Now the point that I'm trying to make is, I can't stand it. So I, I'm getting kind of burnt out. With nostalgia acts like Me too. RVD, for example, RVD was the shit back in the late nineties. He's kind of gross RV- now. <laughs> yeah, RVD, RVD was the shit back in the early two thousands and then two thousand and ten. But now twenty twenty, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking he needs. I mean, he got his girl, his wife, and his wife's girlfriend and all that stuff. Hey, I'm cool with the party shit, but at the yeah. same time. Yo, your time was your time has came and gone. You should have hung it up back in 2015. Should have went back in the backstage role. Like for a perfect example, it's like like for example, like in the old movie, like in Highlanders, better to burn out than to fade away. Perfect example of this: MVP. 
MVP did his one match with, uh, with uh, Rey Mysterio, took the L, doing his segment, and now he's a backstage producer with WWE because he knows that he, he knows when it's time to hang it up. I agree. But some people, some people don't do that. Some people want to hang on to the spotlight. The uh, the 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 thing about it is that okay, so either move on or just stop. Or when you move on, just go to something that you want to do. Like when people always talk to me, and this is going to sound like left field, dude, but I'm getting somewhere. Like when people talk to me about Game of Thrones, like, oh, it's so good. And I'm like, okay, so it's a bunch of in incest, uh, uh, slow yeah. uh, uh, slow jam, uh, softcore porn, and dragons and wizards. Uh, yeah. Watch porn and play D&D or Magic. You're going to be a lot happier. Um RVD, like, man, just if you're gonna do that shit, just go make porn. <laughs> go make porn and smoke your 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 brand of weed. You'll be so much happier. You won't have to get hurt anymore. Right. We won't have to look at you like I don't know. I just, I mean, he got impact in a lot of trouble. Like they they got banned off Twitch yeah, because got, of that shit. Yeah, and I'm not they saying he's not a bad wrestler. I, I've loved RVD forever. But dude, just if this is what you're doing, go make porn. You'll make more money. <laughs> But that's if they, that's even if they if, if they they're interested you in that way. Another thing, like I said, uh, like for example, there's some people that are smart and they're hanging it up. Like Bubba Ray, Bubba Ray's like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's like the assistant Booker of Ring of Honor. Oh yeah, and he's uh he's got a podcast. He's got a great like podcast. Like everybody, every retired wrestler does. Steve Austin, they say, oh yeah, Steve, when are you gonna come back for one more match? And he's like, dude, I'm done. Yeah, I'll come. I'll come out for a, a one-off. I'll you know drink some Steve Weisers, yeah. stun people here and there. But I can't do that anymore. No, nope. I'm, I'm old. Can you? Uh, he's he's hurt. Can you imagine? Uh, uh, how much you want to make a bet? They offered him the, a spot at that uh, super whatever they do in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Saudi how yeah. much? I bet they I offered him first. Wow. I know they did. Damn. But chat, let's uh, speaking of nostalgia, uh, something that kind of flips the book on this sort of thing, uh, in correlation to my hero Y2J Chris Jericho was Matt Hardy, the the constant reinvention and making something more relevant or relevant in a different way. Uh, I didn't like the broken Matt character; it annoyed the shit out of me. However, I did respect it. It was good. It just wasn't my bag of, bag of cookies, man. And now it's like you said earlier, uh, even. Uh, even Ray Charles can see that he's going AEW, not just now that we, because the you know the Bucks are in his uh, uh, deletion uh, videos yeah, and sure. um, they're, they're hinting at it. Uh, you know, shout out to my boy uh, Ryzen out there uh, who I know works with uh, Matt Hardy. I, I wish the best for you, and like uh, certainly appreciate you being on the show. But uh, nice. we've got Matt Hardy reinventing himself. Uh, we're we need to talk about AEW, and when it comes to the. The Dark Order. I mean, they're they're rearranging things where it spells uh, uh, obsolete or or it spells Matt Hardy. What did I, I can't remember what it, exactly it spelled. Um, mm -hmm. They use the word obsolete on TV. I mean, it's it's uh, it, it's got to be. I'm looking forward to it because I know Tony Khan is helping out, and Tony Khan isn't going to let some bullshit storyline just happen. And and when they're making something so obvious, I, I want to know what Tony's got up his sleeve, man, because he's He's knocking it out of the park when it comes to storylines in AEW, man. And this is and this is kind of crazy because uh, Eric Bischoff gave, um, gave he basically threw some shade at Tony Khan 
because uh, they interviewed Khan and he basically said that, hey, I'm learning from the mistakes that WCW did. Oh, yeah. As oh, far yeah. as everything. And, you know, Bischoff took exception to it. was like, you know what? Basically said, you know what? You just been, how long have you been in the business? Around for like a cup of coffee. You know, talk to me about three, four, five years and then we'll talk. But for right now, you ain't you ain't even been in this job a minute. But age, kudos to Khan because you know, for a guy that's not been in that's not been in the business very long, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a threat to WWE. Anybody that tells me that WWE is not threatened, I need the drugs that you're taking. <laughs> yeah, because because they are they are threatened because number one. They do. They're not. WWE's not letting anybody go, and they're resigning them for multi-year contracts. Their minimum is like five years, which is like that is insane. Okay, so uh, and why would you do that? Well, I mean, hell, they will release people before they they sign them for five, six, seven, eight years. Yep. Okay, and the thing about it is, is that oh, and did you hear the recent rumor? They basically now are saying. Any venue that any WWE oh, yeah. personnel is at yeah. no cannot AEW. be there with AEW. Nope. Whatsoever. Can't happen. And I'm like, that's 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 petty. I mean, that's smart business-wise, but it's petty as hell. I don't think it's, it's smart business. business-wise at all. I'd say let them – I mean, like, keep your enemies close. Keep them away from that. That's only that's only making them shine better. Like, Matt exactly. Hardy couldn't – like, he, he couldn't – uh, like from the rumor I heard that he he couldn't show up in Denver because uh, he had an obligation to uh, like a convention that eventually yeah. they didn't let him go to because WWE said if you want our superstars no AW ever and they, you know the the the, yeah. the promoters are going to pick where the money is you're not going to cancel all the the uh, WWE guys just for a couple of a uh, potential AW people or anyone uh, for that right. matter but uh, let's right. let's let's move on. Uh, I really like Colt Cabana's debut uh, for uh, for for Dynamite. That he wrestled right. excellently. Great, great match with uh, SCU and uh, the uh, Dark, Dark Order. Order. The one thing I had a problem with was the uh, the, the tomato can match between uh, Big Swole and Leva Bates. It did not like Leva Bates is. I, I've always really liked her. I can see why they might have picked her to you know to be a squash match for this one, but mm-hmm. give her more than. Like six minutes, man. I mean, give us like fifteen. That wasn't even six. Not even. I mean, you, if you take away the intro, it was probably four or five minutes tops. Not even. Labor Bates. Labor Bates got one offensive move in, and after that, it was all Big Swole. But but does Big Swole really need a squash match? Give like. Let her show off. I mean, like, unless you're going to, like, I mean, I guess obviously they're going to push her as someone that can just powerhouse and go crush someone. But feeding her the librarian, uh, you've been building the librarian up for so long, either you're trying to bury it. But don't get rid of Leva Bates. She's a great indie veteran. And, you know, she was, I loved her in NXT uh, as Blue Pants. And I've been behind her the whole time. I love her personality. I love who she is on Instagram. I love who she is on on all social media. I I, I was, I, I guess I'm just a little biased. But, uh, no, I understand. And what, but it goes back to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago with Big Swole. Now, the one thing that uh, AEW is lacking and opposed to uh, WWE is the women's division. 
I'm not going to even sugarcoat that. The women's division is taking a backseat to uh, WWE because we'll take away the Joshis, the Japanese women wrestlers. Yeah. Who do you got? Yashis. You got, uh, you got what? You got Britt Baker. Yeah, excuse me, Doctor Britt Baker. Doctor, yeah, got, dude, dude, I'm not, I'm not taking that heat. Doctor Britt uh, Baker. <laughs> Doctor Britt Baker. Yeah. Baker, yes. Um, you got, um, you got Nyla Rose, and who you, you got? Leva Bates. Right. And you got a couple other people here and there, but those are the three. That's those. Those are the three. Uh, and then you got Big Swole. And those are the three so far. That oh, sorry, Chris Statlander. Sorry. I got forgotten. Oh, I love Chris Chris But those are the five, those are the people that you know of in their division. Now, WWE, who they got, who do, I mean, when I tell you about the WWE women's division, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, or uh, NXT, you can name women. You got Carmella, Sasha Banks, uh, Bailey, Naomi, uh, the Riot Squad, Natalia, uh, the returning uh, Beth, Beth Phoenix. Phoenix. Yep. Uh, uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, Bianca Belair. I could go on and on. Right, and but, on. but that's but only again, because they got name recognition and they've 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 you know they've really cultivated that and that's been around for like about four about almost five years now. Uh, okay. But we've just I I think we need to give the Yashis a chance and um, I understand that uh, we got to give them a chance. Uh, Kenny has uh, I, I think that Kenny sees something we don't see yet and. And I'm going to put my faith in Kenny because he was someone that no one used to see. Exactly. And he got over and he got big in Japan. Yep. He got really, really big in Japan. I mean, he wrestled. Yeah, he was uh, had a cup of coffee in FS, uh, FCW before they became uh, WWE, uh, sorry, NXT. NXT. And, and then all of a sudden, he went over to Japan, got hooked up with the Bullet Club. Uh, one the what was what's that tournament over there? Not not the best of the super juniors. It's another tournament that they have every year where it's a point system. Oh, uh, uh, God, we're spacing. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking. I'm gonna remember it. It's later. it's not Road to Tokyo Dome. It's right before Road to Tokyo Dome. Um, yeah. God damn it! It's not New Beginning because obviously that's right after Goddamn uh, Tokyo Dome. Son of a bitch! No, I know. You- <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna remember it later. You're probably gonna yeah. text me tomorrow. Like, oh yeah, I know the name of it. Yeah. Yep. But no, I but but you get what I'm saying. I do. And and the old, and the thing about it is is that as far as the women wrestlers in WWE versus AEW, and then we'll move on. Is that again they grab everybody like Marci- Mer- Mercedes Martinez got scooped up. She's been wrestling for 20 years. Do you really think she's gonna be in wrestling? No, she's probably going to be working with Sarah Del Rey and and getting the uh, women wrestlers and training them. You know, that's a good question. Uh, it's one of those stupid things where, where you know, if I don't think about it hard enough, I can just cop out and be like, only time will tell. Um, but at the same time, though... Um, I've got my, I've got my money on a on a couple of ponies in uh in the uh, women's division in AEW, but at the same time though, like I I kind of hesitate to even do that right now because I I just want to keep watching these girls. I want to see some of their old uh, stuff from Japan to because I mean like it's it's difficult for I think one of the reasons why it's kind of difficult for a lot of us to really get that hardcore into the AEW women's uh, division right now is because we came into AEW 
being salivating, obsessive, bullet club, elite fans that have known everything in the past five years. Right. And we didn't get the same opportunity. I mean, like, I mean, do you know how to find Dragon's Gate shit or even their uh, their their women's division or anything that the New Japan give me, does? Give me a while. I'll try. <laughs> uh, yeah, or, or how hard it is to find a good match from Takata. Or, like, I mean, that that's difficult. I mean, like, I mean, just recently they, they've got the Progress app, which I have been nonstop watching, by the way. That's one of the reasons why I didn't finish everything in, in Impact other than taking a nap was because I just, I just got in that app earlier. Uh, we just got an app earlier, and um, dude, just progress is just oof. It's it and makes. I'm gonna me... check that out because you did recommend that to me. I mean, I got. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be on the shelf for a while. So, dude. like I said, that's all I've been doing is just looking at wrestling and trying to, you know, learn, watch stuff, and learn stuff. So yeah. One of my favorite things about recording with you is because you and I are great back and forth. But I want like one thing I pride myself in. I feel it's like a superpower. You will not get a bad recommendation from me. Okay. Yeah, you, I appreciate that. You you will not get a bad recommendation from me. Like I honestly feel progress is the uh, PWG of the UK. I mean, they're sharking. Uh, WB is sharking their people left and right. I mean, Pete Dunn, right. Walter. I mean, there's so many different names. Who's that one dude I told you? Like, skinny white dude, uh, always in trouble. <laughs> Matt Riddle. <laughs> and you're like, Matt Riddle. Like, yep, that dude. Um <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, and I'm glad that you brought that up, there's a rumor that I heard, and some people may have heard it. Uh, they're going to open up a new NXT branch. Really? So you know how they have NXT? Because rumor has it they're trying to do uh, NXT Japan. Because what they were trying to do is they're trying to buy an established Japanese promotion. Uh, Stardom got uh, bought by New Japan. So they're not gonna deal with them, right? Uh, what was another uh, a the only uh, the only promotion that might sell to WWE is All Japan. All Japan, if they sell to them, that's gonna be the new NXT Japan site. So now you got NXT, NXT UK, and, and NXT Japan. Because think about it, I heard about Japanese, that too. That Japanese don't really want to deal with them after they seen, you know, you got Koshida, which I hate what they did with Shelly and Koshida in the first round of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. I'm like, really? So they can't even get to the semifinals. That was bullshit. I, I bet. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people in that tournament that ended up doing great on the indies and shine like crazy. Now, uh, one of the... Uh, I'm, the rest of the AEW was pretty good. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to go to... to to it here in Denver because I had to work. I mean, you know, pick pick the right one accordingly. You know, my bread and butter. Um, got to watch it when I got home. Uh, but what really popped me was the fact that I got home. I'm, I'm checking. I just finished watching it, and all of a sudden I, I look online, and all my homegirls, my homeboys, your homeboys, your homegirls are popping like crazy because surprise, surprise, of all the people that they picked. To be on AW Dark of all the people that showed up here in the Colorado indie scene, they picked Abaddon. Abaddon and Alexander Corinthian. They yes. picked both of them. Yes, I, they did. And those – oh, dude. Popped. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to say that I'm close friends of theirs. I know of them. I know, I've met them. I've been to a couple of seminars that they attended. Uh, you couldn't pick two passionate, talented people – out of Rocky Mountain Pro, especially Abaddon. I told, I called it a couple of weeks ago. I said, 
What would happen if Undertaker was a female? You got Abaddon. And lo and behold, you know, a couple of weeks later, when when they did they do AEW Dark and my timeline was flooded, the first thing I said was like, the fuck is that? Who I think it is? Oh yeah. And then I saw Alexander Corrente again. The dude is the killer on uh, Rocky Mountain Pro. They both, like I said, again, I am happy as hell for both of them. And like I was telling you, me and you was talking about before, was that when you get a text, I mean, when you get a tweet from the cleaner glorifying your performance. Agreed. I mean, you got, I mean, I, I don't, I don't like people having a swell head, but shit, you, you kind of deserve it at that point. <laughs> you really like do. <laughs> so they both, I, I, they both did their thing. I'm proud of both of them. You know, they, I mean, I, 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 I told them both, hey, hey, y'all did, I'm happy for both of you, you know, cause you know, in this business, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken. I'm old as hell. I just celebrated my 42nd birthday. But when you got people that you know and they make it even on a dark match on the big scene, you can't, you can't help but be happy for. Agreed, and uh, that's actually who we're interviewing uh, right now. I talked to her on Sunday night uh, over at. Oh man, I keep forgetting the name of this uh, of this uh, cafe I went to. Man, it's gonna kill me. Like I, even, <laughs> well, I just forgetting everything tonight, aren't you? Dude, I'm forgetting everything tonight, man. It was over at the um, uh, Mutiny Information Cafe in Denver, man. It was great hospitality there. Uh, uh, the monster showed up. I did get out with my life and soul intact. But uh, do you have anything uh, did you else? Have one to begin with. Oh, dude, like I, I've been telling him that for everyone. I'm just wondering if anyone catch me for saying that. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. But uh, before you, uh, yeah, before tell, you get over. Tell me what you got. I do got to give uh, this week's uh, slick uh, slick pick for this week. Slick pick for this week is Darby Allen. Okay, reason why I picked Darby Allen for this week is because uh, if you watched AEW this week, or excuse me, last week, uh, basically had a tag team match with uh, John Moxley, the AEW champion, versus uh, Chris Jericho and the Spanish God. Uh, Guevara, Semi Guevara. Darby Allen, he almost pulled it off a couple of times. And I'm like, damn. Damn, you know? I mean, if he didn't get a Judas effect in the face when he was trying to do a uh, Tope Con Hilo, you know, he may have pulled it off. But uh, yeah, so, uh, and like I said, he's doing great with this feud with uh, Semi Guevara. And like I said, I want to see more of him. And the funny part about it is, that was my first match I've ever seen of Darby Allen. So I'm going to be looking for more of him in the future. So, yeah, that is my slick pick for the week. Damn, that was the first time you saw Darby Allen? Yes, I knew of him. I just didn't – I never watched any of his matches. I know I'm I'm sucking, but that – No, no, no. I, I, you're, say, no, no, I don't think you're sucking. I think you're just kind of old school like me where you like the big dudes and it's kind of hard to yeah. like get into the, the dudes that aren't as big. Especially one on a skateboard, but yeah, dude, I'm I'm not going to disagree with your slick pick there, man. That's a good one. All right, and uh, also um, got a couple of shows uh, coming up this weekend. Oh, absolutely, we got two. There's, I know we've got a uh, new era. Yeah, you can go ahead and uh, no, no. Let me get the first era, one. Let me get let me get the first one. I just want to talk new era. Uh, sorry that you won't, uh, that we won't see Damon Ace there. He'll be soon, but we've got a lot of new era's got a great roster. 
Uh, that is, uh, what is that, 6.30? At, uh, doors open so. at 6.30 over at uh, Mile High Comics here in Denver. Okay. And also, we got, uh, I believe we got a show on Friday. If I am well enough uh, and I can convince the wife to let all of us go, uh, we're going to go to RCW. This time, it's going to be in Canyon City. They got a stacked card. They got, uh, the for, I've, God, I don't even remember the last time these guys wrestled. Uh, they The Military Muscle Connection. Oh, yeah. Jones, oh, dude, yeah. Big we can't Jones, miss. Justin Andrews and Hard Knock Jimbo Lucas. Going for the RCW Tag Team Titles versus Hood Extreme, uh, Jay Zilla and Irish Extreme, and also in the main event we got um, uh, we got excuse me Balaam Links. We got Balaam Links, Damon Ace's partner in New Era, part of Genesis. We got Balaam Links going up against the RCW uh, uh, champion Animal Sam. Yep, we've got that coming up, dude. I mean, like, dude. Animal Sam and Balaam Links, that's going to be a barn burner. That's going to be fucking awesome. Those guys we are also got, consummate professionals. We also, I'm not going to, and also I'm not, I'm sorry to interrupt, not to be remiss, we got ladies in the house, if I'm not mistaken, if, and Ed, correct me if I'm wrong, we got Daisy versus Lilith Grill. Am I correct about that? Yeah, I thought, Lilith, I thought it was, but I might be wrong. Lilith is on fire lately, man. Lilith is everywhere now, and that girl can hustle. She is an absolute consummate professional. I actually invited her to come uh, be a fly on the wall when I interviewed Abdon. And, uh, uh, dude, like, it was just so cool watching these girls hit it off and, and right. just, just talk the business and just watch professionals be professional light years ahead of their time in, in terms right. of, like, the, the way these guys are, are acting towards each other and the way they talk about other people is perfect. There was no bullshit talk. I mean, like, I'm sorry, this complete one off from us promoting the shows. Uh, love the Lilith, man. But I've been saying that forever. Yeah, Lilith. Uh, uh, like I said, I, I usually bust her chops, but all, all, uh, all jokes aside, yo, she is the student of the game. She's training. She's was going to shows, even if she's not on the card. Yep. She's trying to improve her craft. Like I said, if I was couple of couple of years younger didn't have as many you know not knocking her if i didn't have as many responsibilities hell i would do the same thing but like i said not knocking her she's gonna be a staple in this business and then her mentor eric angel the the king of heels the devil's ace i mean dude that guy better to learn from than him dude and, and god i'm not gonna like break the break the kayfabe on that one i'm just gonna say i fucking love the guy Every time he's on on there, I mean, like God, when he gets when he gets people to pop, goddamn, yeah. <laughs> he he pops people in the in the locker room that catch like a, a like half a sentence of what he says, man. Like, right. it, it's good stuff. Uh, and by the before you and before you say that, it is the G one climax tournament. G one, that's it. Goddamn. <laughs> I I went on Wikipedia. I'm not gonna lie. I yeah, because it was gonna bug me. So yes, this is the G one climax. We have the G one. Yeah, they were talking about the G one. We were talking about New Japan uh, building that up. Uh, yeah, we've got Abaddon coming on next. Uh, we also uh, I know it's it's this is next week, but we got the CSW show coming up uh, with the um, dog uh, doghouse. Yeah, doghouse with the. 
what is it, the chain match? Let's see. Oh, yeah, you got a dog collar match. That's dog a rematch between match. Animal Sam. Uh, dude, that dude's just stacking up gold like he's Fort freaking Knox. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he got the 719 championship going against the former 719 champion, La Maravita himself, Javier Cruz. Javier also, we got a grudge match. And I'm sorry, like I said, it ain't that I don't have faith in him, but goddamn, you picked the a- wrong. You get picked the wrong time to piss him off. You got B-Mobile, um, the young, hungry contender from UWO, trying to go up against, again, Big Guns Justin Andrews. I'm pretty sure we're going to see a couple of suplexes. Hopefully he doesn't break his damn neck. So One or two. One go. or two. Maybe three suplexes. I don't know. Or at least. At least. <laughs> Man, dude, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, man. Like, uh, I my pleasure, my friend, my pleasure. But uh, yeah, uh, we got to wrap things up because we've got an interview with Abaddon right now. The the uh, the monster. Monster. This is uh, this is dangerous, and it's about to get even more. I'm glad I made it out with my ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I appreciate you coming. Uh, it's been I've actually been planning this interview for months, and I was like trying to figure out how to get you to uh, actually be on the show because uh, you don't know me from Adam uh, sliding into your DMs like, "Hey, you want to be on my <laughs> podcast?" Yeah, hey, bud. What's yeah. up? <laughs> yeah. So, but no, uh, I saw you uh, in on Charged first, and I was like, who the hell is that? The, the thing that really stuck out to me was that I believed you. Like, I've seen gimmicks where someone tried to come off as a monster, and then there's people like Rosemary where it's kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of feel like she kind of went a little bit down on that, because when it started out with, like, um, did you ever see when she was Courtney Rush? And, I did not. I, I know a little bit about her. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know much about Impact prior to uh, doing what I do at Rocky Mountain Pro. So just straight into Rocky Mountain Pro, like uh, just applied for the, to, to be trained, like what was the process? Um, so I met with Matt originally, uh, Matt Yaden, and then uh, I had tried out, um, we just set up a time and did some bumping around. They showed me how to do the bumps and, you know, the squats, push-ups, sit-ups, all that good stuff, running the ropes. And then I just decided to stay and do the full training with them. Um, even though it was hurting pretty bad because I'd never done any of that in my life. But, I don't know, I just ended up staying. How did you get into wrestling? Um, well, my mom wanted to be similar to Shawn Michaels. So my mom wanted to wrestle, and then she had me. So here I am gotcha. instead. Uh, but my parents have been watching it since I was, I don't know. I remember my first match was like 1996. Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I remember specifically a line where, uh, I, I believe... Uh, Shawn Michaels has Stone Cold in some sort of headlock on the ground, and he reaches back and pulls his hair, and he says, it took 10 years to grow that out. It just stuck with me. And that's, ever. that's when you wanted to do it, or that just when that, that got you hooked? I think that got me hooked, and then when I had seen uh, Lita was when I was decided that I want to be a wrestler. I've been in love with that woman forever. Same. I, I really wish she was still wrestling. Like uh, the, the thing that always really bummed me out was that, uh, I mean, I love Edge, but that... Matt Hardy thing that happened and then writing it into like the storyline that like like I've been or having to 
be around someone I I was in love with and it didn't work out, but let alone have to put that on screen and then yeah. work it into it. And you could tell he had a drinking problem. Like he was. The, that's when they called him Fat Hardy, and that 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 sucked. Yeah, I remember that. That broke my heart when I found out it was real. How bad did you pop when Edge came back? <gasps> I cried. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited. Yeah, it was it was remarkable to see him. I think he did a good job. He did. Yeah, I was yeah. really sad they didn't show. The first spear, uh, I believe, it was on Dolph Ziggler. I hate that guy. I think all of us do. <laughs> but uh, I don't think they they showed the first one, so that was disappointing. I had to wait till after when they did like the edits and everything to show the actual first pop for the spear. The second one was really good though. Now, when it came down to to the training, did you already have an idea for Abaddon? Um. So, like, over the years of playing all the games and creating your own character, I knew I wanted something that was similar at the time to Marilyn Manson because that was my huge influence of dark, creepy. I didn't really think about incorporating anything from video games I like or movies, anything with zombies and stuff. Um, I knew something dark and gothic, but uh, when I had started training, I kind of was um, thinking, like, I really want to bring on this character I've always had in my head, but it eventually just started turning into something... What it, what it is now, with Abaddon being this zombie, this monster that doesn't care about anything or anyone. She's just out for blood, basically. Where did it start from? What was the original idea, other than just wanting to have something dark and gothic? Uh, was it like a character that you played like in D&D, or was it something that uh, you had the idea and it just kept going, kept going, kept going? Um, originally, I was... So I love this movie a lot called The Crow, and originally I wanted pretty much a female version of Brandon Lee's character. I wanted that. And then as I got older, I realized I wanted something a little bit scarier. But I still wanted this whole, like, at the time it was just because of the era of wrestling. The women were still, like, really sexy. They still kind of had that, you know, they, they were doing stuff, but they weren't doing what they're doing now. Um, so at the time I was kind of going based off of what I was seeing. And I didn't want it to be too scary. I wanted it to be elegant still. But now I'm kind of like, I don't give a shit. Like, we're going full in. <laughs> Well, uh, you definitely uh, have the look for it when it comes to with the. What is it that you put in your mouth? <laughs> it's a uh, uh, red food coloring and just water. That's and then it. I have yeah. So I currently use like for my teeth. Um, it's just like black lipstick and lip gloss that I just pile on my mouth. But I I'm gonna look for like special effects teeth paint so it doesn't come off during my matches or anything like that. How was it your first match? Did you, were you in full gimmick by then? Um, like my very first match in January last year, um, I had the idea was still like there. I wanted like the pretty-ish kind of makeup, and I still wanted it to look kind of scary. But after, a, I want to say four months is when it really became like, nope, we're getting rid of the eyebrows. We're putting stuff in our mouth. We're gonna be really gross. <laughs> no, I love it. Like that's one of my favorite parts about it. Uh, how did that get over with uh, with Yaden with the uh, the higher ups at, at Rocky Mountain Pro? They loved it um, to the point to where like they asked me if I wanted like a smoke machine and making you know the lights became a really big part of production for us. Um, they were huge on making sure that I had the full horror movie aesthetic going on uh, to bring Abaddon even more to life than what I was currently doing. How'd you pick your music? Um, I so I originally had wanted something super like heavy. I was thinking something like Rob Zombie ish, um, just because that fits in that in what I'm doing, um, but I have a friend who um, is in a band called Rozu, it's a local Denver band, and I asked, hey, do you have anything that's super heavy that I could use for Abaddon, because I don't think generic rock music would Correct. work, it needs something 
need something a little more. Well, uh, so we've got the you've got the gimmick. You're you're in Rocky Mountain Pro. You're already, you're on TV. You're on Twitch. How did it initially affect you? I mean, were you were you ready for the the attention? No, not at all. How did it how did it how did it first start happening? Like, did you start getting good attention right away? Or did you get a lot of dick pics right off the bat? <laughs> um, I've only received, Abaddon's received a couple of dick pics, um, but nothing, nothing super crazy. I think more people are actually really scared of me. I think people really believe that I'm, I think people think I'm mean, I guess, or mm-hmm. I come across that way, or Abaddon does. How do you interact <laughs> with the crowd when you're in full-blown Abaddon? Um, it depends. Um, I mean, since Abaddon's kind of like that neutral, I just yell at people. I just look at them and scream at them. How are the kids with you? Uh, they cry. <laughs> I like hearing like stories of uh, kids that are now all grown up about how much the Undertaker terrified them, like like he was under their bed type thing. Oh, I love. See, that was the thing. Is I I was not scared of Kane, Undertaker. I wanted like I was like they're so cool. They were my they were some of my the, Stone Cold is my favorite. And then there's Y2J Chris Jericho, my hero, and I say it that way every single time, and everyone makes fun of me. But then under that was all the all the demons, like because I grew up really hardcore goth since I was able to actually buy my own clothes and it was we were living in Alaska so I was like the only one mm-hmm. and then we moved to Guam and then I was the only one <laughs> I was I was the only one it was definitely something that like uh you get beat up a lot for but it was worth it and I, I one of the reasons why I love your character so much is because I feel that mm. I, I feel I like I said earlier I believe you I don't. I don't find it to be a gimmick. Like I'm honestly like very relieved you're so nice. I figured. <laughs> I figured you were. Be everyone. Everyone told me that you're very nice. But, but uh, here we are. And what is the name of this place? This is an amazing place. It's the. Uh... I don't remember. <laughs> no, these they they're kind enough to let us uh, record here. The what? Unity Information Cafe. Thank you. Yes, and we're recording in a, a big room full of books. And talking about wrestling, uh, how was it in school uh, being a wrestling fan? Oh my gosh, a nightmare. So I went to Elizabeth High School in bumfuck nowhere. So being the only hardcore goth kid that was into wrestling, I got picked on a lot. Yeah, I did too. And uh, I always used the, uh, always, any promos I heard were like my comebacks in school because that's how I worked. <laughs> still kind of, still mostly work. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it. It's, everybody wanted to fight me because they were like, hey, you're, you think you're going to be a wrestler? I don't think so. Um, I had actually, when I was a freshman in high school, um, tried out for the wrestling team. I was there for about a month before um, I got the shit kicked out of me and really? was forced to quit because they, they didn't want a female on their team, let alone somebody who um, was a gothic female. They just didn't like it. It just intimidated the living shit out of them? I don't know if it intimidated them or if they just felt I was on their turf and... Really, no girls. Yeah, no girls allowed kind of mm. type thing. So what were you into in high school? Like, uh, wrestling, uh, it's difficult being goth, especially, like, uh, your age, because you, you can't really find that's the right thing until you find it. It's... it's Or, or the right person gives you mm. the right CD. Or I remember when... My idea with gossip is just listening to a lot of Manson and Nine Inch Nails, and got, I got really in the Cole Chamber, and I, I was I wanted to be Des, uh, like his look. He was so tough. He had the growl. He had the pain. Like you ever listen to like uh, the first record when he's like uh, the song Bradley? Uh, These letters at Christmas are driving me crazy. Just over and over and over and over. Do you have a mantra that you have in, 
going on when you before you go out? Like before I go out, like on stage? Yeah. Um, I just kind of tell myself, okay, this is it. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, it's like a switch. It's hard to, to describe. Um, but I just, as soon as I hear the music, it's almost like I become a different person. And it's like I'm fully Abaddon. It, like there's there's no Monica there at the time. There it's just fully Abaddon. It's hard. I can't describe the switch. It's really weird. Stone Cold said the same thing uh, when people ask him how he switched into Stone Cold. Like he was like, I, I heard that glass break and it was on and it was your ass. Like and <laughs> that that's one of the things that like it, it, it froze me because like I, I can see how nice he is now. But I can't imagine what it would have been like like to be around him. Like I wouldn't want to be anywhere near him when that glass broke because when he's running his mouth, like he's just gonna. It's one of my favorite things about him is when he's walking to the ring, like at Mania in Dallas, when he's coming out with uh, Shawn Michaels and and uh, and uh, not Mankind. He wasn't Mankind. Uh, he wasn't in full Mankind. Uh, Mick Foley and uh, my girlfriend at the time was like, "Oh, he's gonna be friends with those guys." Like, no, no, <laughs> no, friends. no, no. He's gonna hand them their ass. It's it's gonna happen. Um, so, music hits. Before that, you're, you're doing your makeup. Mm-hmm. You're like, what's the routine? Um, always put the contacts in first because I don't want to get makeup on the contacts because it, all the makeup ends up on my hands anyway. And then I leave it there, like especially if it's like black colored or like red or any gross color, I just leave it on my hands because it makes it look more a part of what's going on. Um, but then like, I'll like the regular base for my face, and then I just I just started just playing with makeup and just decided. Everything changes every once in a while. I get like inspiration from obviously zombies, Marilyn Manson. Um, a lot of listen to a lot of Japanese metal music, so they also have a lot of very extreme looks, and I do a lot of based off of that. Specifically from Kyo from Darren Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually probably one of the main influencers to Abaddon now. Um, Why is that? He just the way he moves is very similar to the way I would. His perf- so when I I've seen them a lot live. Um, I've seen them five times now. Um, he, uh, the way he moves, it almost bothers me because it, I'm like, nobody should move like that, but here I am doing the same thing. So you're slaving over every detail, like the way, the way you're looking at people, the way you're actually moving to the ring. Cause that's one thing that really stood out when I first saw you and still continue to see you wrestle is that you don't just, uh, you don't just walk to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> no. You don't, you don't just walk to the ring. How, how have the other girls in the locker room been with you? They've been really nice. Mm-hmm. Most people are very, like they're they're like you're so nice and quiet and shy and then there's abaddon Mm -hmm. they're like what what happened (laughs) but uh yeah is that something you feel all the time like abaddon's always like behind the scenes in your head like don't piss me off because you don't want to let this person out pretty much yeah Yeah, she's me like times 10 i guess um what i wish i could be all the time this is a lot of confidence abaddon has that i i wish i could have all the time one of my favorite things about watching you the last time I saw you uh, was at the it was a Colorado Colorado United mm-hmm. and uh, you I was sitting with uh, one of the, the uh, I was sitting with Damon Ace's parents and you came out and I said you see that one over there and he's like yeah it's his dad it's like the, he's like the Rocky Mountain Stone Cold I think that's actually one of his like his name on online mm-hmm. he's like yeah he's like that one is gonna be big I promise you. And he's like, really? I'm like, just trust me. She's gonna scare the shit out of all the little kids right now. And the, and you did. Yeah, you, you did. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> like, mom, I don't like this anymore. You did. You popped up faster than Taker does. Like that was like. And then, it's like I was trying to describe it to my friends. Like she pretty much headbutts you in the dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do the other guys take that? I mean, like it's. I mean, 
if you wrestle Joey Ryan, you're going to have to touch his dick. And you're like, God damn it. If you wrestle Mankind, you're going to have to get a sweaty sock in your mouth. And wrestling you, I'm going to have to get headbutted in the dick. Pretty much. <laughs> or licked in the face. One of the two. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's great, and it comes off really well. Uh, one of my favorite parts is that you, you actually know how to wrestle. Uh, the the lockups are one of my favorite things. That, that's kind of not that I'm an expert, but it's one of the things I look for uh, to tell me if someone is doing good or knows what they're doing. The lockup, uh, your lockups are great. Um, what what are your favorite moves to do? I love doing the head scissors mm-hmm. so much. Um, I never thought I'd be able to do it just because I'm super short and a little bit thicker, um, and I always seem like all the really like lanky girls doing it so I it was really exciting to be able to learn how to do it knowing it wasn't as hard as it looked but that's probably my favorite to do um just ever I also love doing the uh um, the Jeff Hardy uh leg drop crotch yeah that's a lot of fun um my favorite move to take is uh, a powerbomb by Heidi Howitzer and the uh oh, I can't remember what it's called Holla Dead had given it to me it's like you're setting up for the pedigree, but she lifts you up. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called all of a sudden. It's leaving my brain. But I love the face bumps. Um, good face bumps are always fun. What was the first bump like? Like my very first one ever. Mm-hmm. I had no wind in me, and I pretended like everything was okay. I was like, <laughs> oh, God, I'm dying. Do they okay. do they drill you hardcore at first to see if you can take it? Um, I, I Not really. I think they kind of expect people to be really scared because I don't think a lot of people expect I think people expect it to be a lot more fake and a lot more this is super easy compared to what it actually is so I think they they do a little bit of both when I first when I my first training you know everything was on the crash pad seeing if I could just get the movement down and then it was doing it on the actual mat but trying to like throw yourself into something you've never done can be really I especially with nerves I assume could turn out to be very it, it couldn't end well if you try to force somebody to do something really fast or drill them so hard that I feel like you could hurt somebody doing that. So Rocky Mountain Pro does a really good job of doing a little bit of both when it comes to, like, the first time in the ring doing something like that. Who are your trainers? Um, so right now we have Curtis Cole. Um, he loves you, by the way. He was talking about you on the podcast when I talked to him. Oh, that's so nice. Mm. Yeah, he's, a, he's great. He's very athletic, and I'm super jealous because he jumps really high and I can't. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Severino Corrente, or Alex Corrente, is, uh, he does a really good job helping. Um, we have Matt Yaden and uh, Dustin Urich. I'm trying to think of who else that does everything right now. I don't know. Everybody's really good about helping each other, but those are the main people I see right now doing everything. Um, but what's yeah. the relationship like with them? Like, are they like are you guys friends outside the ring, or is they they have to be real tough on you and they can't really be as friendly as they you know let's go get a beer type thing? Everybody's really friendly. I think uh, if it were the other way around, I feel like it'd be really hard for me to want to stay mm-hmm. because then I wouldn't feel it wouldn't feel like a family. Wouldn't feel you know you wouldn't feel included. And I think that's one thing that is nice about Rocky Mountain Pro is even if you can't, you don't get along with somebody else, you know, the, the whole locker room makes it work um, regardless. And everybody's really, they want to see everybody succeed, which is really nice. Because um, I've been in some locker rooms where it's not like that. So it's really awesome to have a, a place that's home where everybody wants to watch everybody succeed. How are they about you uh, going out and wrestling other places? Uh, was it easy or you just literally, hey, go, you know, Oh, yeah, they were totally fine with it. I, because I'd never, I, I'd always ask, like, you know, hey, this is, you know, this so-and-so is asking me to go down there. Should I, should I do it? They're like, yeah, if you want to, go ahead. 
they're, they're, they're big about letting people do what they want. Um, because, you know, it, it's, it's wrestling. You know, you got to get as much, as much exposure as possible. You want to get as much reps in, too, so. Uh, when I saw you last month, was that the first time you ever wrestled in the Springs? Yes. Yeah. How was the locker room there? Was it, like, were you ready for it? Like, because I, I didn't see you on the card, and then I saw you sitting at the bar, and you're like, no, I'm wrestling. It was, it was nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mr. Cole bought me a drink, and um, I was like, please tell me you're wrestling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did, did you just show up, and they're like, oh, please, just just wrestle, or did you give them a call first? Uh, they actually had asked me, um, Mr. Hoff had asked me to uh, asked me to um, be in the Battle Royal. Um, so that was just pre-show stuff, but I didn't care. It was just fun, just trying something new. Who are some of your best friends, like, when, when it comes to all the, the girls in the locker room right now? Like, uh, you, uh, you said you guys get along. Yeah, so we've got Heidi Howitzer. Uh, she's great. She's become one of my best friends. Lilith has become a really good friend um, in the ladies' locker room for Rocky Mountain Pro. We currently are kind of short-staffed on women, <laughs> but we have Trina, the Galactic Goddess. Um, she's great. Um, who else do we have? I'm friends with a lot of the guys too, like Corrente, um, Curtis, uh, Bruce Wayans. So that's, um, I don't know, I just friends with everybody. That's that's what I've heard. And uh, guys who are listening, we actually uh, have Miss uh, Lilith here with us right now. I, yeah. I, I I invited her over just because I I I just wanted to make you feel comfortable. I like, appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make you feel comfortable. Cause she's she's been such a good sweetheart to to me and. Uh, to my product or art, whatever, what the hell you want to call recording people talking <laughs> is, um, tell me about, tell me about respect women's wrestling. And I want to talk about this because I feel like locker room wise, it's difficult to get women's wrestling over at the moment in terms of, uh, there's not that many of you. And also there's only so many shows. Mm-hmm. Like, how is it like, okay, so you've got one show focused on women and I want that to get bigger. Like it, it's it's super super important to me. I, I haven't gotten to go to the shows yet because usually you guys have them like when I'm I have to like work later that sort of thing. For sure. But it, it's it's important to me because you know at first there was just Lita, and and I say that because yeah sure there was Trish Stratus but they were like I didn't care about those chicks. Those chicks weren't wrestlers. Those were eye candy to me. And those that was my type of eye candy in the first place. And Lita. Lita, I feel she opened the door for a lot of people and gave a lot of people hope. And how is it with Respect Women's Wrestling in the locker room, out in the in the crowd? Please. Yeah, the, uh, the locker room is usually really good. Um, everybody that I've met so far has been really great. Um, very, you know, gives a lot of advice and a lot of feedback on what you're doing. Um, I love the show. It's one of my favorites to do. Um, the crowd is a lot of fun. I mean, you know, it's, it's a little bar crowd, but they, they eat up everything. And how'd you get involved with them? Well, um, so my first match was January 17th of last year. And then my second match was January 18th with respect. Um, they needed another spot filled and I, I got that spot and it was the, what really kicked off Abaddon with like the whole undertaker setups and the licking. Cause my first match, I didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. And they just told me to go out and just have a have a match and listen and just perform, and I did that. Um, so then the second time, the next day, I was really scared because my first match was like three or four minutes long. This one would need to be about ten. And I'm going, I what? 
That was scary. So, How are you going to tell the story? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is so new, and I only had three months of training under my belt. So it was like, I know four things. How do I make these four things last ten minutes? Um, but we did, and I think my first match was, or not my first, but the second match was um, maybe eight minutes long. I think we missed it by two, but... Were you calling it in the ring? No, we had gone over it a lot in the back, because I felt like I needed to know every little detail. But I've slowly learned over the last year that not every little detail, you, you can call a lot of it out there. Um, but I, I like still like going over everything, just because... My nerves get to me a little bit, and then once the music hits, it's like a calm, nervous. Then it's time to murder somebody. Pretty much. <laughs> What's your favorite way to plan your matches? I mean, uh, there's the Macho Man way where every single move is choreographed, or there's the Stone Cold way where it's just bullet points. Um, so far, what I, I think I kind of do it where it's we we talk about segments first, and then we break everything else down. Um, we kind of do what a shine would be. He and then we talk about comebacks and everything, and then we kind of fill in little details if we need to, um, if we want something super specific planned. Um, if it's somebody new that I'm wrestling, I like to talk about a little bit of everything, like what could happen, um, just so that way I have an idea. I don't go into anything super blind. When it when it comes down to it, have you really thought about what you want to do with Abaddon to influence other women or, or girls? Um, be yourself no matter what. That's mm. kind of why Abaddon is... Other than just being a scary ass zombie, um, you know, I'm I'm not super thin and I'm not super like chunky, but it's just like I have, you know, I, I'm a little bit thicker and I'm I am me and I kind of just like don't care. So I want people to be, you know, not care, do them because that's all that matters in the end of the day is what you think about you. Is that really still an issue now? Like whether or not you're real thin? It... Uh, a lot, yeah. But I like, would say so. that's so detrimental to the cause. What matters is good product. Like one of the reasons why I don't really like using the word women's wrestling. It's just it's wrestling. Right. Like I, I, sometimes I feel like, and forgive me if I'm overstepping here, but when it, if I say women's wrestler, that means you're different. Uh, in yeah. in I don't feel that way. Uh, I've, I've always been very gender gender neutral when it comes to to art, and I just want people to pay attention more and be like, no, it's wrestler. Or do you, would you prefer just women's wrestling? I just prefer wrestler because I'm doing the same thing the boys are doing. Yeah, how are they? How are the boys with you in the locker room too? Like, um, oh, they're great. Not a big deal. Yeah, no, not a big deal at all. They're very respectful um, of obviously like changing and everything, um, but they're very nice. They're very helpful. They're always you know giving you you know hey I, you could do this a little bit better or I would try it this way next time to see how it feels and it's just always uplifting. Nobody is trying to tear anybody down. Good. So you're pretty much elite now, aren't you? Pretty much elite? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're pretty damn close, right? I, I don't know. We'll see. It was, uh, it, it was, I felt like it was a victory for so many people in Colorado uh, when, unfortunately, I didn't get to go to the show because I had to work, but then um, Lilith was posting that Abaddon, and she was losing her goddamn mind <laughs> in the background. Like, there was even a video of you just dancing. <laughs> I for a solid 30 seconds yeah. before that video even mm -hmm. actually started being recorded. It was. I really feel like it was a huge victory because I. I assume that there was a lot of other indie wrestlers uh, from Colorado that were just backstage dying, yeah, dying to do this, and they picked you. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, we had. It was actually everybody that was in the back was from Rocky Mountain Pro that that I knew of that was there. Uh, it was me, uh, Heidi Howitzer, Severina Corrente, Atiba, and Dustin Urich, and. I mean, we all had a blast, though. Like, 
we we didn't care who got chosen out of all of us. The fact that we were even there was just enough for every single one of us. Just being there was fun. I cared. Uh, and <laughs> I cared. I cared a lot. I cared a lot um, when when you came out and uh, I, it, it it felt like like if I was a gambling man, like oh my god, like uh, I'm not gonna lose my house because I put everything on it. Uh, it it and it's it's difficult to talk about because as a reporter. Uh, like when I interviewed the Deftones, I it, I actually brought something for them to sign. But I was like, they were they were my band. Like it, the whole point is to get the experience and right. not some memorabilia or get anything signed. But like when I first saw Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen, like that's my pony. That's like that right there. That's my pony right there, and uh, a few other wrestlers. But you were you were a pony. I, I put my money on, and then you came out there, and it was like yes, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and like uh, oh my god, a thousand times yes. Um, wow, it just totally spiked the levels on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, it, yeah, it, it felt like a victory for uh, someone that is obsessed with wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like it was a victory for all the women that are wrestling here in Colorado period anyone that's ever liked your your posts or watched anything on charged your backstage t- tell me how the process started like what you just showed up and they were expecting you or did the the boys over at Rocky Mountain Pro like okay they're expect you know we're bringing you guys be here at this time yep so through Matt um he they had a show up at they had me and Heidi Howitzer show up um at about 10:30 a little bit earlier, uh, I think show, I think call time, well, when I say call time, um, I think they wanted everybody else there between noon and one, um, but we got there at 10.30 because we got to train a little bit with them, and that was a lot of, those, I learned a lot just in the almost three hours we were training. Who did you train with, and like, were you actually in the, the elite ring? Yeah, so we were with uh, Dustin Rhodes, um, Taz was there. Um, Billy Gunn showed up, his son as well, uh, Big Swole, Mel, Nyla, Leva Bates, Aubrey, uh, Sunny Kiss, I can't think of who else was all there, but it was fun just to be around people who love doing what, like, they're doing what you want to do, and it was just fun to just learn from everybody. What, what was the, so it was basically kind of an addition, like, let's see what you, see what you got, or we want to... We we were told good things about you and let's let's kind of test it type thing. No, they just kind of said, "Hey, let's just roll around for a little bit." And they didn't really say. They just said that one of us would be wrestling. They didn't say who. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that that's why they wanted us there a little bit earlier so we could just roll around. They could see our comfortability. I was super nervous and scared mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole time because I don't know. It was just I didn't ex- didn't know how to. I was like, "Am I here? Is this real? Is this real right now? Like these things don't happen." And um, just being just being there was fun. Who did you lock up with? Well, I locked up with Dustin Rhodes at first. Really? Yeah, that was the first person I locked up with. And then uh, it was me and Heidi Houser. And then I worked with Mel. We did a heat drill with her. I was able to. And then I um, did it with Sunny Kiss as well. And yeah, we ran ropes and did some squats and stuff and. How were they with you? Like, uh, were they super encouraging? Like, oh, very much, very much so. Nobody. That was the nicest locker room I've ever been been with. Uh, they they're the same. They just want to see people succeed. It's, it, that's what how I took everything is. They wanted you to do good. They wanted to help you get better because they want to see 
new like I assume they want to see new people on AEW. They want to see, you know, I don't know. It just they cared. How did they approach you in the locker room? Like, did they come to you and say hello first, or is it is there you know the the old school like you got to go introduce handshake, handshake, handshake? Um, I want to say it was pretty even. Like we walked to each other. Um, people were definitely like, oh hi, I'm you know introduce like I, I introduced myself because I felt like that was appropriate to do because I was in their locker room um, and I wanted them to know who I was so that way they didn't feel you know who is this person why isn't she saying anything um, I just wanted them to feel respected and because I'd want to be respected as well um, so yeah I just I, I introduced myself but it was most people were coming together we were all coming together kind of mutually just to talk and get to know each other so you're backstage you you're are you already in gear just in case they call you, or you're you're waiting for hours? What's going on? Um, so yeah. I want to say about like 30 minutes after um, training, they let me know that it was going to be me that was wrestling that night. Did they tell you who picked you? Like who who came up and told you? I don't remember his name. I sorry about that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, just going so fast. Yeah, it was all really fast. <laughs> kind of a blur. Mm-hmm. Um, but this gentleman just came up and said, hey, you're wrestling tonight. Uh, what theme song would you like your music based off of? Stop right there. What's going through your head? <laughs> I... When, when the words came out, <laughs> we're picking you, what happened in your head? I was like, you're lying. <laughs> nah, this ain't real. Where am I again? Hmm. I, I... My brain had like... It was like a brain fart. Mm-hmm. I just kind of <laughs> was like, nah, this is... Nah, that ain't real. This ain't real. But uh, what about when you realized it was real? Did it? Did you feel what? Like, did you feel guilty because they didn't pick other people? Did you yes. feel self conscious about yourself? All of the above. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just everybody else works just as hard, you know. And in my head, I was like, "Why me? I don't understand." I was super confused. But then I was like, "Holy shit, what?" Um. So it was. It was just a bunch of emotions. I didn't know how to. I didn't. Couldn't grasp. Like I couldn't. Like. I felt very numb and, like, stunned. Because um, I eventually had a nice little cried-out session of, like, a wow, holy cow, this is real. Yeah. Once it hit me. And then I felt better. And I was like, okay, so, okay, time to get down to business. Like, let's focus on the match and get ready. So, okay, so they pick you, and they're asking you your music. Did they, were you able to use your regular music? Or did they um, give you some other type of music that you, you could pick that's safe for TV or, or YouTube? Yeah, they uh, they asked me what I wanted my song based off of. So I chose, the first thing that popped into my head is just because of the fake blood that I spit out was blood by In This Moment. And I was like, that's that's the first thing that popped into my brain. And that was the first thing I said, so. What about your graphics? Because I saw that, like, they, they had great graphic work for you up there. Did you get to pick that at all, or? No, they made it. Um, and the, they chose a band, um, Bone Steel, I think, is what they're called. Um have to double check on that uh but uh they uh it was their song that they chose and it ended up working really well i really loved the way it sounded um um, the other wrestlers who were there said it sounded really good my boyfriend everybody said it was a really good choice when okay so you pick your music and then what happens you go to the locker room you get suited up um go get something to eat what's going on yeah so i (laughs) i was everybody was like you need to eat something because i I do this thing where if I'm super 
anxious. I don't eat or anything. And, Ditto. you know, you get, it's just like the nerves. Yeah. So I was worried about vomiting or I was like, I can't puke. I can't do this. Let's um, go eat a bunch of eggs. Pretty much. <laughs> so I went and had some like rabbit food as a howitzer and Corrente were giving me a lot of crap. <laughs> like eat something, eat some carbs. So I just got buttered noodles because it, it was light enough, but it was heavy enough to where my body could be okay. Um, and eventually, like, Nyla Rose and Mel were like, you need to make sure you eat something a little bit before, too, because you're not going out for a couple of hours. I'm like, okay. So I went back and got some, like, potatoes and stuff to just hold my stomach over so I wouldn't, you know, if you bump on an empty stomach, it's the worst. When uh, you're, you're backstage and you're, you're waiting, uh, were you allowed to tell anyone? That I was going out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they were really, it, they made me feel like I was a part of their whole crew. They were all very nice, um, but I, you know, I, I wasn't like wanting to bother anybody or anything, so I just kind of kept to myself and, you know, yes ma'am, no ma'am, mm. yes sir, no sir type thing, because I just wanted to be, I wanted them to feel respected and everything, so, but they let us hang out in what we call, they call Gorilla, or I guess everybody's calls Gorilla, yeah. um, and we could watch the show on the, on the TV and everything, and yeah, they were really good about everything. Who did you tell first? Um, well, I texted my mom. Because my mom was like, what are you doing today? And I was like, well, I'm not Something. Tell you. <laughs> yeah. So I texted her, and then I texted doing my boyfriend. Thing. Yep, doing the thing. And then uh, after that, I let it be a surprise. Yeah, because, uh, I was, again, I was super happy. You're about to go on. What's that back area look like? Like, you're, uh, you're going to go into that big circle, that tube. Yeah. And you're... You're you're on you're on your hands and knees. Yeah, there there's a there was a little set of stairs that I walked up and then I saw the smoke, which I was surprised. I got I was like, wow, I got pyro, like, well, I got some fog. This is great. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Um, but after that, I don't really, not like I don't remember. Like I do remember it, mm-hmm. but it just comes in small pieces, just because it was such an experience. Um, but then I had Abaddon mode on, like it hit it hit it you like hit, it did. Like yeah, it mm-hmm. just on and then. It was a thousand percent. I was like, "This is now or never." I was the only thing I told myself before I crawl, like got on the hands and knees, start crawling, was "It's now or never." Mm-hmm. And I just went out there and bumped as hard as I could, um, sold as much as I could. And did you hear the crowd cheering for you? I did, and I was surprised because there was like the the few videos because it hasn't come out yet. The few videos that we've heard is just everyone screaming your name. Like the, the whole place. Too. Yeah. Yeah, there were a couple of those. <laughs> I was uh, surprised. It was weird because I heard it start from one section and then all of a sudden everybody started picking it up. Mm-hmm. I'm going, oh, wow, okay. You deserve it. <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, did, is that the, like a moment where you felt like I'm, I'm here and I'm here to kick some ass? I'm here to just, I don't. What, it doesn't matter what happens as long as I kick some ass. Or you're you're getting in the ring. Who are you who are you wrestling? Hikaru uh, Yoshida. Okay, and tell me about the match. Like, how did it go? It was it was a lot of fun. Um, Kenny Omega is one who agents a lot of the match uh, women's matches, but he let me and Shida just create our own. Um, we got it approved uh, with everything that had happened during the sh- the match, um, but she was very, she's like, what do you like to do, you know, and uh, she had seen some of the stuff on YouTube and everything with, with Rocky Mountain Pro and respect, excuse me, and respect, and um, yeah, she was like, I really want you to do your head scissors, you're really good at it, so I was like, yay. 
when you're uh, uh, from what I from understanding that you did you did take the you did put put her over. Mm-hmm. Um, you're on your back getting pinned. What's going through your head? I want to um, know everything. Yeah, I, I laying there going, we just did that. I just did that. Wow. So she whooped my ass. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. Like I just I all I cared about was making her look good. I didn't care about me. Who was waiting for you, at Gorilla? Um, uh, Dustin Rhodes and uh, Heidi Howitzer and all the extras from RMP that were with um, Severino Corrente. We're all waiting, and yeah, Dustin Rhodes was the first person to uh, talk to me. What did he tell you? He was like, "What the fuck kind of switch was that?" <laughs> That's awesome. Because <laughs> just because of the uh, super shy, skittish beforehand, and then because um, it's so it's a very big difference. Um, me back, you know, trying to train and not mess up and really focusing on it to doing what I did. Um, he, he seemed very happy and was excited. Kenny Omega told me it was great. He said I couldn't ask for more. Um, Shida was very happy. She was very sweet about everything. Um, did, did Nyla tell you anything? Nyla? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was um, in the back, so once I got to the locker room, because I had a moment of it hit me like, holy shit, I just went out there in front of all these people, performed with a very great wrestler. Um, she does actually absolutely wonderful. I would I would wrestle her over and over again. Um, we had such great chemistry. Uh, I started crying in the back, and I apologized because I was just like, I'm sorry, this is like, I'm super emotional. I don't know how, I'm just, they told me, like, just take it all in and let it out. And Nyla was very supportive. I adore her on so many levels. She, I love her. She was so wonderful. Um, they all, Big Swole gave me a nice big hug. And it was, it was awesome to feel just so included. And they all were telling me that that was such an, a good match that I need to send that out if I want to use it. Um, for, like, my wrestling resume and everything. Uh, Leva Bates was wonderful. All the hug. They were all just so great about it. Plus all your buddies are there cheering you on. I, I can't imagine how good that probably felt. Yeah, it's still, it still doesn't feel real to me. I probably won't feel real until it, the actual footage comes out. Until I'm actually like watching it back. That's when I'll probably hit me like, holy crap. How was the reaction online? I mean, I know it. Tell me how you experienced it. Oh, God. It. I had to turn off my fucking notifications on Twitter. Yeah. It was into a point to where I got, I didn't know if I should answer everybody or like everything, and it got really overwhelming. I had to, I had to shut it off. Because mm. I, my poor boyfriend's like, go to bed. I know, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just felt like I had to keep, like, watching everything. I was, I'm actually more scared about being made fun of, but mm. at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't give a shit. I was, <laughs> and went out and did something that most people probably wish they could do so i was just excited to just do it that's one thing people don't understand about goth people like us um it still hurts but we'll fucking stab you pretty much <laughs> this, this we'll, hurt my feelings we'll, owie yeah you're gonna die now Man, yeah you get an owie. yeah uh, run me over the car hit me punch me but don't you dare hurt my feelings pretty much yeah <laughs> i am a very sensitive human being but piss me off it's kind of a you get out of the Yeah, I, I completely, because uh, it's one of the reasons I relate to it, is because, like, I, I can be very nice, but please don't piss me off. Yeah. <laughs> please don't piss me off. Yeah. You don't want this to happen. Pretty, pretty <laughs> much, yeah. It's like a yeah. push comes to shove. It's like, okay, well, at this point, I've given you enough chances. Did you get? Did you read any neg- negative reviews or anything like that? Not really. Uh, someone just said it wasn't really much of a work, which I, okay, whatever, mm-hmm. like, not my problem. 
I went out there and did something most people dream about doing. They don't pursue it, so because they don't know how or they, you know, too scared, which I totally understand. I, for years, did not pursue wrestling until a couple years ago, like like last year. So, is it hard to take the the positive reactions? It's weird because I'm so hard on myself. Um, I just feel like I, to me, I'm like I don't deserve this. I've only been doing this for a year, pretty much, a little over a year, and I'm just like there are so many people who've been working super hard. It's just so surreal that I was overwhelmed. I've, I'm still pretty overwhelmed by the amount of support from everybody. Not just regular whelmed? Not regular whelmed. <laughs> uh, it's difficult for me to take positive anything uh, because I just don't believe it. Yeah, that's, yeah same. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't believe it. It's okay. <laughs> so uh, you're, we're going back to indie wrestling here. So mm -hmm. the elite thing just happened. Um, are you going to be working with them at all in, in the future? With the, with the indie shows or the AEW? Um, I'm going out this Wednesday to Salt Lake to see if they need anything. Um, would be it'd be cool, but I just just being there again is just more exciting than get, getting used or not. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I I haven't heard anything. So do you have a plan know. if you do? Like uh, obviously, you know, Spirit <laughs> of the Stairs. Like I'm going to do this instead. Or I mean, I would. Would I love to be with them? Absolutely, because mm -hmm. um, that would mean. You know, foot's in the door, I'm here, I'm doing what I love to do. Um, but I'm just just being patient and just going to keep working and doing doing wrestling and just seeing what happens. How did you feel when AEW first showed up? Because I felt like I was cheating on my wife of like 30 years <laughs> when it came down to, uh, to to the WWE because it's it was always them and now they're running scared. Now they're running scared because this is this it's it's on like right. th this is happening like the old man like I, I don't even know what's going through that I imagine he doesn't sleep anymore because mm -hmm. you can't stop these guys like right. and they're they're coming for you whether they like it or not and people are switching quickly there was so many AEW shirts uh, I saw in the crowd when I was watching uh, Dynamite not like a because you, you know you, you you see the sparse you know someone's wearing their their old Jeff Hardy shirt right uh, no it was like almost all brand new stuff. Um, how did, did making the switch, was that any, was that difficult for you or? No, I mean, I really enjoy what AEW puts out. I feel like the wrestlers are very confident and they're athletic as hell. Um, I feel like everybody just really is really happy with their characters and what they have. I don't, I feel like AEW kind of gives people more creative freedom. Not, I don't know much about that WWE process for that. I still watch it. Um, I just feel like it's not. <laughs> what it was when I was younger. And I mean, to be fair, like, I grew up with, like, Attitude Era, yeah. you know, Ruthless Aggression and all that, and I loved that shit so much. Um, but, like, I still watch it. Like, I, you know, I'll watch the Royal Rumble and everything. Um, I like to watch the highlights, and then I go and watch matches that I pick and choose. Um, but I just don't follow it as closely, I guess, anymore. I've, I have made the switch over to AEW and on some indie wrestling just to keep every, you know, just kind of see who's out there, what's going on. What do you watch? Uh, so I've watched, I believe it's NWA. Mm -hmm. um, Power. Yeah. So I've Three seen R's. that. ROH, Ring of Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, just kind of trying to see like, anybody else that's, that's smaller. Uh, just I just kind of sift through a bunch of wrestling. New Japan. I didn't know that was a... like I, um, Before I started wrest uh, actually wrestling, I only knew of WWE, so it was awesome to know that indie scene was an actual thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that was something until I started doing it. Um, so being able to hear of things like New Japan and stuff, just kind of go down the YouTube rabbit hole and get lost on there for seven hours just watching wrestling. 
I'm sorry, Dustin, but not really. Yeah, I was, I was about to ask, what's the household like? Are you guys watching wrestling constantly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he deals with it a lot, but what's cool is he will also send me stuff like, hey, have you seen this match? I really liked it. Like, he'll tell me stuff that he likes, like, and then he'll be like, can you think of doing something like that in your matches? Or this would be good, I think, for you to do. He does help me a lot with uh, wrestling um, and see, tells me, you know, things that he think would help improve or make Abaddon stand out just a little bit more. He seems like a really good guy. He's handsome. He is very <laughs> handsome. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of my superpowers, I like to uh, brag about this, is I can tell good hearts like right off the bat. Uh, you guys have great hearts. I, her, like the first time I met her, yeah, good good hearts, and it's it's uh, it's really nice here because I've met a lot of people that shine from the inside so brilliantly, and the, those like for if anyone's ever thinking or like how come he ha they haven't asked me is um you don't shine like these guys. <laughs> You, you, you don't shine. I, I like I, even if you're the, the the best wrestler in the world. If you're an asshole, I want you can kiss my ass. I don't give a shit. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we started Mindfields because I I hate editors. Like I'm the boss. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's one thing. Like I told myself, I've I've met some not very nice people. Just like in life in general, mm -hmm. uh, there are. I have met some people who are not very nice on the wrestling scene. Um, who definitely are not. Yeah, they fall in that category of. I don't care if you're really good. If you're going to treat people like that, I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah, we don't want to put you over at all. Like, no. we'll just bury you because we're going to run faster than okay. you. Yeah. yeah, I just, I've, that was one thing I told myself. If I ever were to make it anywhere and actually, you know, make it in wrestling, I want to prove to people that you don't have to be this hard ass, this, this asshole that has to put on this persona of I'm better than everybody else. You can still be very gentle and kind and humble and, you know, you don't have to treat people that way just because you got somewhere. No, then, then that's exactly how it should be, and that's what I love about Colorado wrestling. I really think that other territories, because I watch uh, a lot of the um, everything on the Impact app, uh, Progress. Um, it, it Colorado seems so different uh, because y'all are, are so tight knit. And uh, move along. When it comes down to your your match is coming out on Tuesday. This is coming out on Tuesday morning. Mm -hmm. um, that way, everyone can Google you and find more information about you. For sure. Uh, and ha you haven't let it sit in. Have you thought about what would happen if they don't pick you? Just keep going. Hmm. Why stop? Well, like, do you have, like, a... Uh, well, obviously not. Yeah. Uh, obviously, but what I'm getting... What my question is, is, like, what what would your ideal career path be? Like, would you want to go to ROH first? Would you want to go to uh, Impact? Would you want to go to uh, NWA? Or do you want to take the huge leap and go to Japan? Um, I will be perfectly honest, I haven't really thought about it. I mm -hmm. just kind of, I was just like, let's just wrestle. Mm -hmm. And if I, if I were to get picked up, great. If not, well, keep pursuing to, you know, do all the opportunities I can. And if I get picked up, great. If not, just, I guess just like, yeah, just keep, repeat myself again. Just keep going. I would love to see you in New Japan. That would be fun. I'd like to see you in New Japan. I'd like to see you on Progress. And I'd really like to see you on PWG. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you, have you checked a lot of PWG? G out. It's hard to find because they take the videos down like so quickly. I have no. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 super difficult. Like most of the people that are running AEW right now, or anyone worth their shit, were were in were in um, PWG. Mm. Uh, that's when I first saw the Bucks. That's when I first saw uh, Kevin Owens as Kevin Steen, oh, yeah. El Generico, uh, Brian Cage, uh, Will Osprey, uh, Ricochet. Uh, oh, I love Ricochet. Yeah, yeah all, all those good names. Um, who are your guys? Uh, while we're winding down here, who are your guys in AEW that are your favorite? AEW, um, 
I am a, I love Dustin Rhodes. He's I out of like the out of a lot of those Dean um Dustin Rhodes is very I just love the character. He's gotta love him from back when he was in WWE to now. Um I really like Big Swole a lot. Um she's great. I love her matches. She's just a beast. <laughs> um Darby Allen. Uh love that guy. Yeah, he's a lot of fun to watch. Um I'm still pretty new to it. I started watching a couple months ago and still learning everybody's um, yeah. names and everything. But I just, I love the athleticism of everybody. Everybody just looks so good and crisp. Who's your WWE guys? My WWE guys? Well, that's a long list of forever. Um, my top, I will do the top like five, I, see, I guess. Um, we've got Jeff Hardy and Edge, uh, Lita, Goldust, and China. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. I, I really wish she had been treated better. Absolutely. Like, it's one of those things that when I, when it happened, I, it's one of those tragic stories, like if only someone had done something different and like she got handed a really shitty like card, deck yeah, of cards sure. uh, from, from that because all of a sudden your boyfriend is, well, he's uh, dating the uh, daughter of the company now. And yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's typically uh, women don't like your ex-girl hanging out a lot. And, um, yeah, I... Th- I... I wish she was still here to just, I feel like uh, if she were still around, if she were still alive today, I feel like she'd be back. I feel like she'd be doing something. Whether that be with WWE or not, I feel like she would be on top of something. Being here is a big deal for you, isn't it? Like just wrestling in general. Um, Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that really got you through from getting your ass kicked in school for liking wrestling and, you know, just being different? Uh, Just saying, fuck it. Whatever. Doesn't matter what you think. What books? Like what movies? Um, oh, um, so, like, uh, I just listened to a lot of Duran Gray, Marilyn Manson, because they, it felt like they were, especially Duran Gray, it just felt like the whole band just knew how it felt to not be wanted by other people, or anything like that, like, not wanting to fit in, you know, wanting to be yourself, but not wanting to be like everybody else, and I just love what they produced. Um, even though it's in Japanese, like, I still, you know, look up, I would look up all the, um, English translations, and I still learned the Japanese because I still wanted to like learn to sing it. And just you know, if I ever saw them live, it was like they're gonna know that I I feel that too. So really, just yeah, a lot of props to Darren Gray for that. Good, that's what I wanted to hear. Um, how do we find you online? Online, so I have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook's Abbott on the Monster. And Twitter and Instagram are both the same. And Abaddon underscore RMP. Uh, just because I'm affiliated with RMP right now, um, for the, with the hash, with the ugh, handle on that goodness talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are the three that I have. Um, and I'm pretty active on all three. Facebook is a little slower, just because it's. I don't. I don't think there's much. I think the algorithms for it aren't as good. But Twitter and Instagram are pretty. I'm more active on those. What matches you have booked coming up so far? Uh, after. As of today? Um, the only other thing right now I know that I have um, is April 9th at Respect Women's Wrestling in Denver. Um, what about Charged? Uh, as of right now with Charged, I'm not too sure. Um, currently, just I was dealing with some health stuff, um, so I've been kind of like off and on a little bit, and then um, just some um, car trouble. We all know how those car troubles are. So, um, But whenever I can be booked, I make it out. Right on. Well, I certainly appreciate you taking the time out for my uh, humble podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure to sit here with all you guys. Um, This is dangerous. Over and out.